Welcome to the Jesus Said Love podcast. This is a space where we talk about what it means to awaken hope and empower change. Listen, for over a decade, Em and I have been fostering relationships with men and women who've been impacted by the commercial sex industry. And it's through those relationships that Jesus Said Love was born. We figured it was time to talk about what this ministry has taught us and is still teaching us along the way. I promise it's gonna be a place of conversation and story. And we hope you learn something new. Maybe you see something in a new way. Fun fact, you're gonna hear music because Brett and I are musicians. Yep. We can't just talk, nope. we gotta sing and play too. We do. Here's the deal guys. Our hope is that as you hear these stories, that you'll tap into your own story and that you'll be encouraged to live and love well like Jesus. That's my intro. <laughs> so I have thought loud. I have thought about it all morning. I hope you don't scare the listeners. No, they're gonna love it. <laughs> okay. They're gonna be like, this guy is um, always coming up with wow. new, new things. things. How Keep... you doing? <laughs> Great. I'm glad you're here today. I am too. You've had a busy week. I have I? I think. Yeah, yeah, you've had a lot going on. I have had a lot going on. Yeah. It's good I've, to sit down across the couch from you and talk. It is always good to be here and dedicate space to talking about things that we believe are so important, which is why I'm super excited that we are going to be talking about one of my absolute favorite things on the planet. And if you know me and you follow me on Instagram, you know I have occasionally talked about this as part of my practice. You know um, I've done it too. I have drugged you into this practice a little bit. I've done bit. it here and I've done it overseas. <laughs> or not, over, I've been, oh. well, I mean, I say overseas, in Mexico. Yeah, I've that's right. Mexico. Yeah, I drug you into it there. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited because today on the podcast, we're talking about why yoga? Like, what's mm. the big deal with yoga? Why are people doing it? What's the point of it? And how can we integrate the yoga practice Um maybe into our everyday lives, especially for those of us who are trauma survivors or who are just stressed out because hashtag life, like this is the world that we're living in. So today on the Jesus Said Love podcast, we have right here in the studio with us, she's trying to hold her last <laughs> It's Kim. Yay. Kim Dom is um, our yoga guru who I fell in love with probably... I, I think it's been about three years or so because mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of um, Al-Anon and yoga and Allender Center work kind of were all hemming me in on the sides. Mm -hmm. And yoga was just this place. I think I like cried the very first time. I think I came to a New Year's mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. And like after the class, I was like, what just happened to me? And I saw this color. I don't know if you remember yes. this text. It was, was purple. Yes. It was purple. I remember that just like, like it was yesterday. Do you and have some sort of weird light in your room? <laughs> well, or just in case, y'all, we, we, we call that the chakra in the business. <laughs> oh, I just you needed go. you. Throwing down I the just lingo. Needed you. That's what that was. It was your third eye. Oh, Thank okay. you, Swami Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is your uh, crown chakra, but that's okay. We'll okay. go with the third eye. <laughs> go with it. <laughs> But I have just learned so much from you. You've oh, made thanks. such a beautiful space for me, for my friends, for mm. JSL, for our survivors. Mm. Um, and I just want, I want more people. Like when I learn things, I just, I want to bring like everybody along and be like, mm. look at this goodness, look at this truth. And, um, 
let's grow together, you know? And so that's why you're here is because I want you to share with our listeners what, first of all, what is yoga and, and tell us a little bit about, first of all, maybe who you are. So Mm -hmm. what you do in this world. Awesome. Well, I'm so thankful and grateful to be here. Um, you all are like my jam, (laughs) my number one peeps. Um, yeah. So yoga, well, okay. I'm completely done. Let's go with that first. Um, and how, you know, a lot of people ask, uh, have you been a yogi all of your life? Have you been born into this? And it isn't, um, I've only been practicing for six years consciously. Um, I was a high level gymnast for Mm. lots of years. Um, since I was three. And, uh, we did a lot of meditation at that, Mm. in that process of where you would sit down and visualize your routines. We would do an hour before every gymnastics meet. Wow. Um, And I never really understood. They never really taught you why. Now I understand the power of the mind of how, if you can just sit there and visualize it in your mind, Mm. how it will come out to play. Mm. So, um, and I always would work where there's sometimes I couldn't clear my mind and I would visualize myself falling off the balance beam. Mm. And sure enough, what would happen? Wow. I would fall off the balance beam Wow! because you know, our minds control so much. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's everything. Mm. And, um, it wasn't until six years ago, did I come across the, uh, practice of yoga involuntarily. Mm. I had a a woman who said, um, I was a fitness coach and she said, I want you to teach me yoga. And I said, I don't do yoga. I'm not going to do yoga. (laughs) What kind of fitness coaching were you doing at the time? Hardcore weights. Okay. Um, Because you're a powerhouse. Like for those listeners who can't see you, like Mm -hmm. Kim could do crazy things with her body. She is strong. You've done Ironman multiple times. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're doing that type of like CrossFit type training. Yeah. It's... Yoga's not in my my wheelhouse. And especially right. at that time, I'm like, you want to body slam? I'll body slam you. This yeah. is going to be amazing. You want to wrestle? We'll yeah. wrestle. But we're not doing yoga. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was like battling of, I'm not doing that. I told mm-hmm. her, I'm not going to teach you yoga. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, it's the only way I'll be able to find some peace. So, of course, me, because I'm so subtle, I was like, okay, well, I'll just look it up on YouTube and see what it is. And I find Jillian Michaels, of all people, you know, oh, because yeah. she She's like the mainstream yogi of the universe. Oh, is she? No, okay. no, not no. At all. I was like, what? She's, I don't even. She's, she's just a total asking. Yeah, she's okay. just yeah, okay. totally. So like creates like. Oh, so I'm gonna go to that personality okay. that it. I'm like. That's kind of how I am. I'm really intense. I'm like, let's just get it done. Mm-hmm. Come on, move. Um, and that's just how I'm. I'm triggered. So when um, I started teaching her, I would go to her house three times a week, and I would start teaching in the privacy of her own home. Mm-hmm. And just the poses. I knew nothing else. And I started seeing this transformation where she would start to um, find a little bit more peace. Mm-hmm. She was um, had different kinds of disorders where she would not want to leave the house, mm-hmm. um, OCD, mm-hmm. germaphobe, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I started seeing this transition just doing the poses. And I thought, this is kind of really, really weird. Um, <laughs> but we all know that you know things don't happen by accident. Right. So God had planted me on this journey because if we went way back to my past, mm-hmm. it would be... This is this is my new life, my mm-hmm. old life. I was the general manager of three car dealerships. Wow. I'm not sure if any many people know yeah. um, that business is kind of my jam. That's yeah. my passion. That's what I I absolutely love. Um, 
So when I started seeing these transformations, I had a friend who was the uh, general manager at Anytime Fitness, and they had a group Uh fitness room. And in that group fitness room, I said, oh, hey, can I teach some free yoga classes Uh before I invested all of this time of actually learning Mm. the process and the Mm -hmm. practice of yoga? I'm one of those that you can tell me something and I'm not going to believe you. Mm -hmm. I have to to learn it, it. experience and feel it. Um, so I started teaching free classes at, uh, Anytime Fitness in Hewitt, and I started seeing people transform hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was getting my master's in accounting at UMHB, mm. and I was writing my thesis, and my thesis was opening up a yoga studio. Mm. And so that's hence <laughs> where Yoga 8 had, I love that. I know. It's, it's, it's so crazy. It's, it was a crazy journey. It still is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how Yoga 8 came. Mm. And then so Yoga 8 came from the practice of yoga, if you follow these eight principles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so take us through. Okay. Because this will tell us, like, what is yoga? So these are the eight limbs of yoga. Or yes. Is it Dharma? No. What's that? That's something different. Yes. Dharma is our purpose. Okay. So Dharma's we all have purpose. a purpose. Okay. And uh, the eight limbs of yoga is essentially kind of if people say, oh, I wish there was an owner's manual to um, be able to manage life, Mm -hmm. it would be the eight limbs of yoga, Mm. which is derived Mm -hmm. from what we call the sutras. There's 197 sutras. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And those are all written in Sanskrit. Mm -hmm. And so translating them into English they could be paragraphs or even pages long. Okay. There's so much power mm-hmm. in that one little sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could go on forever about all of the, the nitty gritty. The, the meat and the potatoes of it is the practice of yoga is to help reduce suffering. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. why it's put on this planet. Not mm-hmm. to look cute in mm-hmm. a Lululemon sports bra and mm-hmm. Lululemon pants. Praise God. Raise Jesus. Because I look good. <laughs> because Brad is smoking. <laughs> He's working it. Yeah. Um, that is not the goal of yoga, or it's not to do a handstand, or it's not to touch your toes. It's simply just to find a little bit more peace in this chaotic world. And how do we do that? The yoga practice gives you those steps and that method to find that peace. So you find that through practicing the eight limbs of yoga. Um, and believe it or not, the actual poses is a very, very small portion of it. Mm-hmm. So there's 197 sutras and poses is only mentioned four times mm. and the whole 197. Mm. The poses are just getting your body ready mm-hmm. to get for that meditation or finding that peace. So is this the same sutra that we get Kama Sutra from? <laughs> is that one of those 190 some odd whatevers? I sure hope not. I yeah. sure hope not. No, that's a different deal. Okay. So I'm not educated on the Kama Sutra. Um, <laughs> Fair which point. Is, I've never even, I've heard of it and yeah. I know it has something to do with sex, yeah. but um, I'm not quite sure what that is, but well, sex I did, has I, nothing to do with I, yoga. Okay. Sex has not. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I did read that somewhere in Sting's biography that he can have sex for seven hours straight because of the Kama Sutra. And it's not, it's not intercourse seven hours straight. It's a lot of staring at each it's other. It's just staring. And when at, he said that, I was like, bro, yeah. when are we going to get some cereal? Well, I yeah. Mean, no. Right. No. Uh-uh. Anyway, so what, so what are those eight limbs? 
So the first one starts out with what's called the yamas. Mm -hmm. And the yamas are moral codes and ethics. Mm -hmm. So before you even step onto your mat and start practicing, you're living a life of yoga. Mm -hmm. Uh, The very first yama, there's five subcategories to the yamas. And the very first one is ahimsa, which is non-harming. That trumps everything. Mm -hmm. And it is the, uh, that is the basis of all decisions, Mm -hmm. um, in my life, before I do something, I try to do before I say something, I'm getting a little better control of the mouth. Uh, but non-harming not only to each other, but to ourselves. It's so good yes. in our world that is obsessed and even subconsciously with violence and one-upping and gaining power. I mean, yoga is like this like emptying, yes. like this you know, beautiful kind of surrender, yes. you know, and that, yeah, I love that non-harming. So well, that's, and a- let's be real. Like if I asked everybody right now to check in with their mind, mm-hmm. there's some sort of self-sabotage going on in there right now, mm-hmm. right at this very moment. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it could be like, oh my God, I'm sucking at this podcast. Right. You mm-hmm. know, or, oh my gosh, um, I'm not good at this or nobody cares what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. But at the end of the day, that that is just harming me. And at the, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't matter. Mm. So when you're practicing ahimsa non-harming, you're also practicing that amongst yourself. So that can go millions of ways yeah. for those who are trying to get healthy. When I'm fueling my body, is this going to harm my body? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I'm not going to eat it or mm-hmm. I'm going to make the choice to eat it. And you know, oh my gosh, I'm harming my body. Mm-hmm. So when you have this crappy attitude in a couple hours, mm-hmm. you know, you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you're observing these moral codes and ethics, you're also starting to understand patterns Mm. of, okay, I didn't get enough sleep last night. Mm -hmm. That is harming my body. Mm -hmm. So what do I do throughout the whole day? Mm -hmm. I keep harming myself. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking too much coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm eating too much bad food. Mm -hmm. I'm self-sabotaging in my mind. I'm snapping at others. I'm harming relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. But once we can know how to better love ourselves, then we're able to better love all of those around us. Mm. So after we have ahimsa, we have satya, which Mm. is truthfulness Mm. and um, Are we living our truth? Mm -hmm. How do we live our truth in a world full of external Mm -hmm. stimulation Mm -hmm. and everybody's trying to fight for their place? um, It gets askewed. Yeah. Um, For me, where I'm at now, I finally have found happiness, true happiness in the past four years Mm. because finally now I'm living my truth Mm -hmm. and not what I thought everybody wanted me to be. And I I just want to speak to that because you're asking these questions and we get into yoga eight studio and we're getting on our mat and maybe you're leading us through a meditation regarding our truth. And most of us like, don't, don't even know what that is. Like we don't even have language. It's like, what do you mean our truth? Like, we're just being a mom. We're just going to work right after this. We're just here because we heard it was good to stretch out our body and be on the mat. And now you're asking us to identify something much deeper, which is why I'm drawn to yoga eight, because it is a space for, I don't have to be anything. I'm not judged there. I can be, even if I was able to do something yesterday that I'm not able to do today, 
zero people are judging me and I just get to be, I just get to be. And you know, it's just this beautiful space, but I don't think a lot of us are, maybe we're starting to wake up. Maybe there's some practices in our lives where we're starting to wake up to our truth and our Mm -hmm. true self, but that takes a lot of undoing what's untrue. Yes. And that's what that practice for me has, has done. Yeah. Well, and one of your obligations in life is being a mother. That's Mm -hmm. not who you are. Right. You're not a mother. Right. You are so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what I try to get people to see is that we are not these titles. Right. We are love. We mm-hmm. are compassion. Mm-hmm. We are faith. Mm-hmm. We are servants. Mm-hmm. Um, so tying ourselves, the yogi way of life is we do not tie ourselves to anything external. Mm-hmm. It is so much deeper. It's way within us. Mm. Um, and when our minds are attached to the external, then that's when the suffering happens. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. just think about it, you're your best when you can detach from everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, I'm at this piece mm-hmm. of, I'm connected to so much more mm-hmm. than what is here on this earth. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we are so much more than that. And we have to believe that there's something so much greater than us out there. Right. And I that And again, I mean, I think that is what is wonderfully liberating and also incredibly terrifying if you have mm-hmm. not made peace with that. Yeah. Cause it all comes up. Yeah. It all ends up coming up at either in the body mm. or we get stuck mm-hmm. like literally. Yes. Like we cannot do what you're doing because we're stuck. I remember in one of the classes, it wasn't you, but it was another instructor and she had us doing these, um, quad stretches to like begin the class. And you know, there's women who are a lot older than me who were in there, who were just like bending their knee back and like able to stretch it full out. And I like cannot stretch my quad out for anything. Mm. I was like totally stuck. And then about halfway through the practice, she was like, so when we hold tightness in our quads, that's where we hold anger. (laughs) I like your yoga voice, by the way. (laughs) It's what you sound like, Kim. Yes. She was like, we're holding anger. What do we need to let go of so that we can release anger from our body? And I was like, you know what? F you. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not angry. You're angry. What are you talking about? And I got mad. I got mad that I was like, my body gave me away. Mm -hmm. But instead, I kind of was able to go, wow, like, look at my body giving me away. Yes. Like my body is a prophet, Yep. you know, and it, and it will tell me as I'm trying to work it out, you know, were yes. you going to say something, Brett? Well, <laughs> I, I actually, I'm just thinking about what you said at the very beginning about how, when you were a gymnast, you visualized all these things. And I, I've never thought about it, but until when you said that, but I actually, when I play piano and I'm about to do something on stage or whatever, I actually visualize the song. Oh, nice. Because that's one of the ways that I help. It's just, and it was instinctive. I wasn't taught to do that. It's just before we go on, I'm just running through, just even as I'm talking to somebody, finger movements and where I go here and what I do here and do this, that, or the other. And there have been times in the moment that my mind has got sidetracked and I've screwed up, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could tell you story story about that. But the point is, is that I've never thought about the visualization being even part of that. But just even in that, I'm realizing that's, you're right, the brain is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that we're wired up for that. I think that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're born with that state. You know, so mm-hmm. like you said, that was nothing that was taught to you. Mm-hmm. It was, it's in you. 
It's within you. Right. And that's how we're born. We're born with everything we need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yoga gives us a platform to start putting names and titles mm. to what the process is that is going on because we get so messed up from everything that happens in life. Um, so when, when we're talking about satya and truthfulness and our trauma survivors and Mm -hmm. what you guys do here is Mm -hmm. we kind of attach to like, that's our truth Mm. and that's not our truth. Mm. That is nothing about your truth. It's just part of the journey. Um, and then the practice of yoga has us start processing and letting and releasing that and letting it go. Okay. So say that again. So what you're saying is, is that the trauma is not your truth, right? It's Mm -mm. just part of your journey, part of your journey. And um, none of that trauma or pain is left in vain Mm -hmm. because it is a source of teaching Mm -hmm. and helping others when we are able to do Mm -hmm. that. And so we experience that stuff, um, one, just because God put us on this earth with free will Mm -hmm. and he doesn't control us or Mm -hmm. this would never happen, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. You know, people get so mad, like, why did God do this to me? And I'm like... God didn't do this to you. Mankind did it to you, you know, and if we want a controlling God, then he's going to control everything, but he's a Mm. non-controlling God and we Mm. make the decisions. Mm. Um, So when these things happen to us, um, that is part of the journey to kind of maybe even put you on the path Mm. or on your path of where you're going. I know that Em and I talked about it a lot of, I'm not so involved with trauma because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, It's because it's, was a part of my past mm-hmm. and a part mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it until I started practicing yoga. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's like... I had that... no idea I was a trauma survivor. Right. And then mm-hmm. you start teaching the very class and you're like, holy hell, this is me, yes. you know? Yes. But that's just the beautiful part of the journey, the gift of grace that this woman years ago would even say, hey, how about you teach me some yoga? Yeah. And like, here you are, and it was your path to even deeper healing and purpose, you know? Yes. It's really incredible the way life can give us both those opportunities of seeing grace and finding who we really are, and also simultaneously, we're uncovering some of the darker shadow sides, some of the Mm -hmm. darker parts of our experiences that have been held prisoner back here, yes. you know, that we get to bring out into the light as we heal. And there's no shame no, there, no matter how no. dark it is. Let me tell you, I have the privilege to have thousands of people come into our space and everybody's struggling. Yeah. And I say that to give hope mm-hmm. that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. I just had a mother and a young girl. She just graduated from college. She was a college athlete, an athlete that's kind of like, what now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the trauma of being a college athlete, let's face it. I mean, yeah. they're thrown into those weight rooms. They're getting yelled at. They're getting screamed at. They're not being taught how to properly care for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you create those habits. And then when you're not at a level of that competitiveness, what do you do? For me, I was a college athlete. Mm -hmm. I went into eating disorders. I went into drinking too Mm -hmm. much. I went into not having any idea on where to go in life. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we're talking to this, when I was talking to these 
people that we were just talking about, like, this is where you can really just find a little bit of peace and listen to what your soul is speaking. Yeah. Because we can't listen to our soul if we've got the one person shouting in one ear, another person shouting in here, this experience pops up here, um, past abuse pops up here. We can't listen to our soul if that's happening. Right. And so yoga provides that opportunity to settle that mind. Mm. Okay. So I have a question. I got an answer. <laughs> or maybe Emily's going to answer it. I don't know. Questions for Kim. So, <laughs> so my question is this, um, it, particularly in this Southern evangelical world, mm-hmm. we have a lot of folks who are really opposed to yoga because they sure. might feel that it's a, you know, it's a Hindu thing and I don't, I don't even know the history of it or whatever, but I, I'll never forget Emma and I were doing a youth camp somewhere and someone ran up to us and said, uh, they're, they're doing yoga in the worship center. You need to go tell them to stop. <laughs> I'm like, why, why do I need to tell them mm-hmm. to stop? Well, they're opening their mind. Okay, why is that bad? Yeah, that, that's amazing, actually. So, so, <laughs> Praise Jesus. Well, because apparently if you open your mind, the devil's going to get in. Oh, okay. Well, he can get in there, but he, he can get in there when it's closed, that's, too. That's for sure. So, and never, you know, let's not forget the Holy Spirit can get in there, too. So, yeah. I mean, even when we pray, we're opening ourselves up to the Lord. So I don't understand why. So can you talk about for a minute why there's that bit of a hot button for some mm-hmm. believers that yoga might be a negative thing? Um, I'm, I'm curious to how you respond to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it's a, it's a good concern because of the roots who practice yoga was of the Hindu faith. Mm-hmm. So the Hindus did not create it. Mm-hmm. It was created 5,000 years ago. Oh. Um, and it was never done with actual physical postures. It was all just scripts. And how you would learn the practice of yoga is you would walk up to a teacher and you would say, guru, will you teach me the practice of yoga? And if the guru thought you were ready to learn the practice of yoga, he, 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 there was no women. Women are not worthy. Of course. <laughs> Apparently we still have that Everything problem in be and, and women cannot learn either, just so you know. Right. So there were no women gurus and women cannot be a yogi. It was only, so it's so funny now. It's like It's like majority yeah. women who do yoga. It's 90% are women, 10% <laughs> so are men. Funny. But um, so you would have to ask your guru to Mm. teach you and how you were taught was verbally. They didn't write anything down. So it would go from person to person to person to person. It's like oral Oral tradition. tradition. It was all oral Mm -hmm. tradition until um, earlier, later on, they started writing it down on leaves. Mm. And then there were some leaves that were written. And um, then this person called Pentangeli, we don't know who Pentangeli is. Mm -hmm. They say he's a serpent with a thousand heads, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's like mythology. Yes, it is. Scandalous. My, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you my personal opinion later, but, um, he, he is this serpent with a thousand heads who wrote and took all of these Mm -hmm. scripts and put them Mm -hmm. down to the sutras. Mm -hmm. And that was the path of reducing suffering. So during this, the first people to be known to practice Mm -hmm. this, um, practice was of the Hindu faith. Mm -hmm. They did not create it. Mm -hmm. It had no religion attached to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it is not a religious Mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. It is a Mm -hmm. spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. So, 
those who are atheist can practice. Mm-hmm. Those who are Christian can mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. Those who are Muslim can practice. I mean, it just it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's not a religion. Mm-hmm. It's not connected to a deity. No, no. There's there are all sorts of rando deities in there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just for teaching mm-hmm. purposes only. Mm-hmm. You know, because they they say that Pentangeli was a serpent with a thousand heads, is because he could teach to a thousand students and each student would learn something different. He could teach at the same time to a thousand students and each student is hearing and learning something different. Well, that just sounds like every preacher. Yeah. (laughs) Well, some of these preachers we've been with, I feel like had a thousand heads. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They need to all go away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so for me, it has strengthened my relationship with Christ. Um, Being, I'm Catholic. um, So being here in in Waco, Texas, that's been an interesting um, journey. But I've learned that um, my faith was based on rituals. Yeah. And it was either you either do this or you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. You do this or you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. So I always feared God mm-hmm. and feared mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Through this practice, I can hear him mm-hmm. and he is holding me mm-hmm. and he is loving me and he's caring for me and he's my partner. Mm-hmm. I'm like every day bro, what's happening? (laughs) I need your help. And, you know, now finally I have a relationship with him and I'm not afraid of him. Mm. Um, I'm going to obey him. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) Don't strike me down. That's just your fear. I can can say why I don't have a tremendous amount of yoga underneath my skill belt. Uh, The times that I have come to your class have been some of the most worshipful experiences I've ever had. Mm -hmm. It's been what? Some of the most worshipful experiences I've ever had. Particularly, what's that one I like, babe? Uh, yoga Nidra. 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 Mm-hmm. Basically the one it. where you lay down and sleep. Yeah. Consciously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I saw all kinds of colors, and, and I'm not even into that stuff. And I'm like, Emily, we get in the car, and Emily goes, did you see anything? I go, I saw blue. I saw blue. And I saw <laughs> a blue this, that. And then I saw one in Mexico, too. I saw yeah. a color in Mexico. and. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. not in my, I just, I like to make fun of all that. Yeah, absolutely. So then when you actually experience it, mm-hmm. it's like, hmm, there's something to that. And the goal isn't, and Kim said this so many times, I mean, the goal is not, if you set out and you're like, my goal is to achieve this color or chakra or to be, then it's self-sabotage. Yeah. Then it's about achievement. Right. And it's yeah. not about surrender and just being. And that's the beautiful thing is like you, you'll catch yourself and you catch your mind on so many different tracks when you still and slow the body. So on the opportunity that you are graced with, you know, a, a higher vision of yourself or mm-hmm. um, a word or a mantra that just pours into your spirit or a color or whatever it is. It's, it's a grace, you know, and you have the sense, I didn't do that. I didn't create this. Mm -mm. I didn't make this happen. There was nothing about external achievement that, you know, I just surrendered. I just was open. And that's the beautiful thing. Well, and it's made like, I mean, in in the classes I've been in with you, you're playing worship music in the background. Some of them. Yeah. Not all of them. It's not weird chanting or it's not. Some of them is. Well, not the ones I've been to. That's a deeper level. Well, I've been been about there yet. I'm not there yet. Just pray for me. Bless your heart. (laughs) Maybe one day you'll get on our level. I thought you said there's no shame in this deal. Or competition. Or competition. I just made that up. 
made it all about it. <laughs> but no, I mean, just, just being in the space with the lights down and whatever those smells are you use. Oh, my goodness. Those are great. <laughs> it's almost incense, like some of these songs that we, that we sing in church all the time and we just kind of just sing them. It's like you slow down for a minute and everything's clear in your head and everyone's taken care of around you. And it's like reckless love has a completely new meaning mm. in that moment. I don't know how in the world that could be bad. Yeah, because you're present too. You know, um, in the practice of yoga, we um, have these three states. It's uh, called Prakriti, Purusha, and Ishvara Pranadana, or Ishvara. Um, And what that means is we have, we operate from either, I'm not saying ass, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say little s, (laughs) s as the s. Mm. snake little s self mm-hmm. or big s mm. self mm-hmm. so our little s self is our ego yeah all of this our meat suits mm. everything that we're attached meat to suits. our meat I love suits it. <laughs> this is our mate you like my mate suit it's like <laughs> lady gaga is I all say, i had the vision gaga, just meat suit. okay yes. so little self is our ego what we put on Yes. It, anything that is tangible mm-hmm. and touchable okay. is going to be part of our little us self, mm-hmm. which think about how we live in that state. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially mm-hmm. where the majority of our time is spent. Then we have our big us self, which is we are all one. Mm. We are connected to something bigger and powerful more than us. So if you're a believer, it would be your soul. Mm. That would be, you would be operating from a state of your soul. Um, and then Ishvara is the creator. Mm. Uh, so those are, those are the three. So really, if I was going to say we, I say this all the time, there are no goals in yoga mm. um, because then that puts us attaching and expectations mm-hmm. and that's all not part of the practice of yoga. But when we're operating from our little S self, that's when suffering comes into play. But mm-hmm. when we're operating with our big S self, mm-hmm. I mean, that is the servant's soul. It means mm-hmm. nothing to you. Somebody can come up to me right now and cuss me out mm-hmm. and do something. And if I'm operating from a state of my big S self, I have no response. Mm-hmm. And you are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Sincerely and truly, not and authentically, mm-hmm. not just... Mm-hmm. You're forgiven. <laughs> and then you go talk smack, but right. that, that is this. And so think about how peaceful that is. Right. When we're, what, why do we get ourselves so wound up? Yeah. Why do we get so angry? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, where's that coming from? Because you're operating from your ego. Mm-hmm. So in our little S self, which that's funny. I'm glad you clarified because it does sound like a little S. It's kind of fun. Your little <laughs> S self is your number when you're operating in your number. So mm. when you're in your big S self, by, by number, I mean Enneagram for mm. you out there wondering what that meant. Um, but when you operate in your big S, that's your essence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're operating in your essence, who God created you to be in the fullness of who you are, Yes, which is always in harmony, regardless of what your ego is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're, Mm -hmm. you're unshakable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just think if you can operate that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of the practice of yoga is to say, you know, I always use the example, there's a big hurricane that came and everybody's running around with their head chopped off and screaming and yelling you're sitting there and you're like i got my shit together there is not a worry in the world let's mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna get through this and we're mm-hmm. gonna move and we're at peace mm-hmm. there's so much to i think be reconciled and i know i know that 
the condition of humanity is that we have dealt with suffering from the time we've existed, right? Right. Like, I know that these problems have always existed, and I'm sure every generation feels like there's these burning issues of their time Mm -hmm. that feel so pressing that you feel like demand a response and demand, and so we, we start responding to all the harm that's coming our way and coping. And I just, I, I, however, I will say that I just feel like our time right now feels just so much more harming and violent than perhaps we've ever thought. I just don't know if we ever thought we'd go this far with all of the mass shootings and with Mm -hmm. all of, you know, slaveries, there's more slaves today than there ever was in the time of history. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I look at all this and I think there's never a more present need than for a contemplative practice like yoga. And I think part of the reason it's funny because I grew up Southern Baptist evangelical Uh and, but I'm super drawn to contemplative practices And so my faith has changed. My faith has turned over as I've started my healing journey in the past three to four years. I've uncovered, I went to a monastery to learn from Catholics. (laughs) I love it. You guys, although, you know, what your experience was, was very rigid. There are some really incredible mystic, Mm -hmm. incredible forefathers that have really established that contemplative practice um, that fits within yoga. And I think that's why I'm just loving it so much right now. Did you have one more question? No, I was just going to, I'm listening. You talk about contemplative and thinking about your trip to the monastery where y'all did not freaking talk. No, that sounds like hell to me. Well, it probably would be. I mean, that's the point. Actually, I, it might be beneficial. It might be good for me not to talk for a change to just be quiet and listen. But anyway, Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I, you know, when somebody, the first person or a lot of people will say, well, I just, I can't be still. I'm not going to do yoga. Mm -hmm. And I literally think in my head, that is why you need to do yoga. Mm -hmm. If you can't be still and you cannot be Mm -hmm. with yourself in your own thoughts, there's bigger issues. Mm -hmm. And so that is, it's the platform that allows you, I mean, it's uncomfortable. There is not a class that goes by that somebody's not boohooing at the end. Right. I mean, it is just, you're so vulnerable. You're Mm -hmm. so raw. It's not like, and trust me, I'm still in endurance. I've got a race in three weeks. Yeah. You know, I'm out there pounding it out. I love that Mm -hmm. high intensity. I'm not this soft, sweet little Yeah. You're, you're fiery. Uh, yes, all fire. (laughs) Um, but when you're laying there, you can't pound it out like you're on a treadmill. You feel good. You shoot those endorphins up. Mm-hmm. You have some issues. What you do is you hammer it down deep, mm-hmm. deep, deep into the soul. Mm-hmm. Then you move on through life. Something triggers it. You get all emotional again. Your head's all messed up. So you go pound it back out. In yoga, you're forced mm-hmm. to sit there because we're quiet. Every class we finish in five minutes of Shavasana, Mm -hmm. it is complete silence, complete stillness. Mm -hmm. And you are forced to sit there with whatever junk comes up. Mm -hmm. So at that point in time, when you walk out of there, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You live with that junk or you do something about it. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of a process that helps you start to identify Mm -hmm. what is going on. Well, I'll tell you that one guy during that five minutes, what he does with that junk is he snores. (laughs) That's right. That's right. He does. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, I'm dealing with some junk here. Uh, And he's like, 
Shavas. Nah. He's like, I ain't got no, dr- I ain't got no <laughs> junk, and I am snowing. So snoozing. Um, I okay. I don't want to. Well, I do. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, yeah. For this, okay. <laughs> so I think some people could be listening to this, and they may have never stepped into yoga practice before. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not at all have a frame of reference or even know that they want it. But I'm wondering if just for the next few minutes, mm-hmm. if you could take even Brett and I yeah. through a meditation practice. Yeah. And and our listeners will have... Well, now you're putting me on the spot, too. Well, I'm like, oh, thank God. I thought she was going to be like, what's your trauma? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord, I'm ready to share that with the world. <laughs> That'll be a few episodes be, later. Yeah, no, I'm get you. That'll be your own podcast. <laughs> be, that's right. You can deal with that there. Um, but yeah, just our listeners, even on a drive, I'm just wondering, like, in the midst of all the busyness and craziness and suffering that mm-hmm. we're dealing with in the world right now, too, on a personal level, on a macro level, um, take us through maybe how you would start a class. Okay, yeah, yeah, perfect. Let's do that. So why don't we just do like maybe a couple minutes of a little bit of breathing, mm-hmm. and then we'll just close our eyes, and I'll take you somewhere kind of nice in your your minds. Yeah. So notice, too, one before, before we get started, I say minds and not brains. That's two different things. Mm-hmm. The mind is throughout the full entire body. The brain is just mm-hmm. up here in the top of your head. So, okay. Okay. Let's go ahead and just close our eyes here. And we're going to take a nice big inhale in through our nose and an open mouth exhale. And one more time, inhale in and exhale, let it go. Very nice. Soften your face, soften your jaw, soften your tongue. And gently just bring yourself into this space, whatever space you're in. Allowing yourself to be present in this very moment. And gently just check in with your body today. How does your body feel? Notice if you're clenching any parts of the body. Release clenching the jaw. Separate the eyebrows. Let the shoulders fall. Notice if you're clenching your glutes. And then gently just check in with your mind. What's hanging out in your mind today? No judgment here, just acknowledgement. And let's gently take those thoughts Place them in a nice little box and set them next to you. I'm going to take you through just a couple sequences of breath. We'll inhale in through our nose for four, and then we'll exhale out through our nose for four. Inhale in one, two, Three, four, exhale out, one, two, three, four. Inhale in, one, two, three, four, 
exhale out one, two, three, four. Move it to five, inhale in one, two, three, four, five. Exhale out one, two, three, four, five. Back to four, inhale in one, two, three, four. Exhale out one, two, three, four. Bring your breath back to normal. And gently bring your mind's eye to the space in between your eyebrows and the middle of your forehead. That is your third eye. And gently just bring into that space something that you're seeking for this upcoming season. Whatever it is that you are seeking, visualize that happening. Visualize the steps that you will need to take. Visualize the trials and the triumphs, maybe even the failures and the successes. And then gently just visualize whatever it is you are seeking coming to fruitation. You've made it. You're there. And invite all of those feelings within you. How will you feel when this happens? Bring all those feelings into your body. Maybe the, the lips lift a little for a big smile. Maybe you're excited. Maybe you're at peace. But just know if you can visualize it, it'll happen. Spend a few moments here. And gently just take a nice big inhale in. And an open mouth exhale. Very nice. Gently just flutter your eyes open. Ah. Ah. <laughs> flutter. Happy flutter. space. <laughs> I did totally feel my shoulder and my, um, my jaw drop. Yeah, I think having that conscious awareness of like here and then our jaw and even sometimes in class you'll say, let your tongue mm -hmm. drop to the, I'll notice I'm holding my tongue up mm -hmm. and just to relax my jaw, it needs to, you know. Another yeah. thing you say a lot is um, creating space in yes. the body, create space in the body and, and that what we just did just creates space in our soul, in our mind, in our spirit to yeah. just let go for a little bit and like, we're all okay. Yeah. We're like, we're and, okay. And how long did that take? Yeah. I mean, Not like long. if you can do this just once, it, everybody says, mm -hmm. well, how often should I practice mm -hmm. yoga? 
You should practice every day. It's a daily mm-hmm. practice. So like, that was yoga. That was yoga. Mm-hmm. And we didn't move one inch of our body. We did not move one inch of our body. Mm-hmm. We just did the practice of yoga mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of my mission too, is to spread to the the world that you don't have to... Bend your body all... Yeah, and you don't have to go to these big fancy studio. You can wake up in the morning, you sit there for a few moments, you get your head together, Mm. you get yourself on straight, Mm. and you move through life. Mm. Um, And then when the punches come at you, you're able to handle them because you have a clear mind. Mm. You've let the junk go. Mm. and you. But you have to start to become aware, and that is another thing that the practice of yoga is it starts to help you identify like, oh, I'm starting to get out of my... Mm-hmm. my healthy space. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to do? I need to sit down. I need to let some of this go and I need to breathe. Mm. Or why? Why Why is this making me so angry? Yeah. It's why? very similar to contemplative prayer. Well, it mm. is. And there, th- that's the deal is like, there is so much science yeah. to back up this practice. And I just know that while in my own faith journey, it's a part of practice just scientifically. Mm-hmm. It's like good for me. Yes. Like my body responds in a healthy way when I make space for this practice. So I just can't thank you enough for who you are, Aww. for what you do in the world. And um, yeah, I just, I always feel cared for Aww, in your space. Great. And I think for the work that I do and some of the loads that I carry. I mean, there, there have been moments where I'm going to start crying, but I mean, your class has Mm. prayed over me, you know, and just said, Hey, I saw M's Instagram post and she's carrying a lot of suffering for others. So let's help her relieve, relieve this. If you're comfortable praying at the end of practice, stay around and we'll lift up a prayer. And then from there, somebody came and handed me uh, money. And then from there, (laughs) somebody came and said, can I please do a free massage on you? Can I come and work your body out? Mm -hmm. Like this massage therapist happened to be there at that class. And I was like, all I did was come to yoga. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my and God. I, and awesome. I'm, that doesn't happen every time, yeah. but it was just such a beautiful. I was picture. like, I didn't get no damn free massage. No, yeah, I was going to say, I that, nobody but... ever walked All up to right. me and give me nothing. Yeah. Like, well, there's that big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that is, is booted out. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Everybody. But gosh, I just, yeah, it's so, I feel so cared for. You always just make such a loving space for me. Thank so thank you. Yeah. Well, we are, um, where can we our, find you? Our mission, though, is love. Yes. Like when we have our training, that is, I said, I don't care what you teach, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. it. I mean, we, our teachers go through intense training. Right. I mean, it's 200 hours. Um, I'm hoping to get you in there one day. I know, one <laughs> that day. That would be amazing. When the kids get older, <laughs> or out of the house at least. Um, but they go through intensive training. And the thing of it is, is our mission is just pure bona fide mm. love. Because mm. I think that if we can teach us for people to operate from the big S self. Mm. So when these school shootings are happening, those shooters, somebody can interject first with some empathy and love mm. and love and nurture on these mm-hmm. people before it gets to that yeah. point. Mm. Rather than we all walk around with these big egos. So somebody gives us a dirty look and mm. we're ready to fight Right. rather than saying, I was thinking that the other day, somebody, I, I did something really wrong. Mm. I'm not a very good driver. And I think I cut somebody <laughs> off and they're honking and flipping me off. And I was like, I immediately got really sad and thought, man, that person is really unhealthy yeah, right. and they're operating from just such an unhealthy space. Right. Yeah. Um, where, where usually you would have been like flipping them off 
Your old self. Oh, my old and your self. self. I would have parked the car, went out there, and whooped their ass. <laughs> like, I, without question of it, the doubt. It was me, and I yes. repented after I flipped you off. It probably was. You just <laughs> need to pay attention more. That's amazing. Dang it. I can't upload my social medias and drive and not cut people off. What's up with you people? Can't do it all. Uh, I love it. Anyways, okay, thank so, you for having me. Yes, and where can we find you? On Instagram. Yeah, we're yeah. on Instagram, Facebook. We'll be going on LinkedIn and TikTok soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> TikTok, that We're going to do fun. the old TikTok, yeah. Yes. Um, we'll be there soon. And um, our studio location is at 6710 Woodway Drive mm-hmm. in Woodway, Texas. There you go. Yes. Well, you can come join me. I will be there and, um, yeah, and take Kim's classes if you can. But all of your instructors are really great. Yeah. We love your instructors. Um, but thanks for joining us. Thank means you for a lot. Me. Yes. means a lot. So much fun. I want to stay here all day. I know. Let's take yoga for like, we'll do all 200 hours (laughs) right here, everybody. You ready? (laughs) Right here. Well, babe. Feel good? I I feel chill. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I think I'm going to make it through the rest of the day. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And I hope you learned something. I hope you can take something beautiful and good away from this. I hope that this has helped you to... um, awaken hope and empower change in your own life and in the lives of those around you. And if you have questions, like yoga questions, email yeah. us, brett at jesussaidlove.com or emily at jesussaidlove, and we'll forward them over to Kim, the guru, the guru, <laughs> and she will, with her thousand heads, answer them for you. Um, even if you have, you know, more, you know, if you're like, I'm wrestling with this, we, we ain't scared of your questions. Bring yeah. them on. We'll, yeah. Let's go there together. Let's not just fill in the blanks on our own because that's where you can harm people. Hey, thanks for joining the Jesus Said Love podcast. We are so glad you have chosen to awaken hope and empower change with us. We want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review Yes, because your voice matters. It's how we get this message into the world. And lastly, be sure to follow Jesus Said Love on Instagram and Facebook for up-to-date info. And visit the website at jesussaidlove.com for how you can join the JSL fam. Until next time. Share the love.